Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome back to, what is this, number five for Midwestern fans? Episode five. Episode five. I am the one best of your hosts. Star- what was that? The best Star Wars. Empire Strikes Back, episode five. Nah, man, Phantom Menace, number one. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. We haven't um, even introduced ourselves yet, and we're already giving out shit takes. Right. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. You can call me Haggy, Montana Matt, whatever. And this is my co-host, Taylor. You can call him uh, Ballard, Taylor, Tay-Tay, whichever you like, Sodak. Yeah, Maybe Mr. Sodak. Sodak. I like that. Yeah, Mr. Sodak. Sodak. Heck yeah. All right, we'll open things up. Uh, This week, our charity is the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Uh, Taylor, you want to tell me about that? Yeah, so um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital is really near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've got three young children at home. I've seen some families go through some incredibly difficult times, and St. Jude's has always been there for them. And the amazing thing about St. Jude's is that if you go to St. Jude's, you don't have to pay for anything. They're all donation-based. You go there, they pay for your food, they pay for your housing, they pay for your kids' hospital stay, they pay for all the treatments, they do everything. They're a leading researcher in children's cancer, uh, incurable diseases, things like that. St. Jude's is, is an incredible charity. A couple years ago when I coached baseball, my baseball team and I wanted to do something bigger and better for our community, right? So every time you put on a uniform, you represent the number is you as a player, the colors are you as a team, and then the team that you play for is your community. So what I wanted to do is I want to do something big and you know brave for our community. So we raised money for a fundraiser, and half the proceeds that we made, we actually donated to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. So my baseball team a few years ago donated $1,400 to St. Jude's. And then on top of that, I am what you call a partner in hope. Uh, I donate $20 every single month to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. I plan on doing that for the rest of my life because I cannot imagine what it would be like if my kid had an uh, incurable disease or cancer or anything like that. And the first place I'd want to go to is St. Jude's. So uh, definitely That's- check them out. stjudes.org. They are a phenomenal, phenomenal charity. That's awesome, man. Super awesome. Now that we've gone over our charity for the week, again, you said stjudes.org. That's the... That's the site? Yeah, yeah, just St. Jude. Uh, there's actually no S, just stjude.org. Gotcha. Uh, they, they have everything. They are really amazing. I, I cannot tell you how remarkable that place is. I really can't. It's, it's, not, it's not worth me wasting my words on them. They're just, they're that good. That, that says a lot in itself. All right, so you had some, uh, some sayings for us from the Midwest. For all you people that realize that we don't have accents yet, uh, we do have a different sort of uh, dialect in just in what we say. And Taylor and I both come up with a few phrases. Uh, We'll teach you guys what they mean and kind of how to use them. And maybe we'll hear you guys, uh, or not rather hear, you can't hear a tweet, but maybe we'll read some tweets with this particular vernacular all right do you want my favorite first yes or 
Jeet. What was that? Jeet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like Jeep with the T. So instead of asking if someone, have you eaten or did you eat? You just say Jeet. Jeet this morning? Yep. Top notch. Uh, That one's good. That one's also pretty popular in the South, from what I understand. Uh, There's some of these that you'll hear that you'll be like, oh, yeah, we have that down here, too. If you're from the South, that is. So don't get a don't get in a like all fussy or nothing for our. uh, Don't get your panties in a bunch. Yeah, exactly. But it's good to share, right? Right. Is it your turn now or do I got another one? Uh, you just shoot off all yours and I'll shoot off all mine. Okay. That's so that's kind of odd. I got to work on my phrasing. No, it was good. All right. I'll, I'll shoot off mine. I like to shoot. <laughs> uh, so one thing, <laughs> we like to cut things out. So when I ask, hey, I'm going to the store, do you want to come with? We won't ask, do you want to come with me? You want to go with them? You just say, you want to come with? Yeah. That's not a complete sentence. Uh, Another thing is, we don't say to be somewhere in our sentence. So it'd be like, hey, my hair needs to be cut. We just say, my hair needs cut. Or the the grass needs to be mowed. It just says the grass needs mowed. We don't say to be ever. Yeah, we're the not to be that Shakespeare was talking about. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Zinger. Yeah, I was in theater as a kid. All right, and then uh, a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> a substitute for sorry. If someone says, oh, I'm sorry, you say, no, you're good. Ope. That's a reply. Yeah, ope, ope, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Yep. That's very do you, popular. Do you, actually, do you actually say ope? Yep. Just like, especially when I'm trying to all the time, dude, there's no way I'm ever going to get rid of it. Just like trying to shuffle behind someone in the store, accidentally bump into them. Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. Every time. Sometimes I'll just whisper, excuse me under my breath, but I generally say, oh, I say, oh, when people bump into me. Well, that's because you're just too polite. Someone bumps into me, I'm like, oh, and then I turn around and look at him. Yep. All right. I got another good one for you. And I don't think I've ever actually said this, but I know that some of my friends have. Did you bring your truck with you? <laughs> Sounds awful. Yeah. Yep, that's a that's definitely a good one, too. Definitely have used when, that before. When someone says pasty, what do you think about? Pasty? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's... Usually skin color is what I think of first, but yeah, so you? like a skin skin cover, right? No, yeah. a pasty a pasty here in South Dakota is like uh it's like a burrito. Oh yeah, those ones, okay. Yeah, nobody ever knows what a pasty is, but if you have one, they're good. So I would recommend King's pasties. They're legit. They got breakfast ones, they got lunch ones, they got dinner ones. Yeah. Pasties are the shit. Yeah, they have uh, a couple in a small town, Livingston, down in 
Southern Montana. They're pretty good. Same thing, like it's breakfast pasties. But I just don't see them around enough. You know what I mean? That's why skin's my first thought. No, I got you. Well, so it's a Sturgis motorcycle rally right now, so you're gonna see a lot of pasties anyway. Ooh. It's pretty nice. I don't I don't mind the Sturgis motorcycle rally. I'm actually going to see Seven Dust tonight. Nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's part of the Not in Rapid City concert tour. Because <laughs> that's the only big city out there anyway, so. Yeah, Rapid City is the only big city, and we don't attract any popular acts, so we got to go everywhere else to go see concerts. So, like I mentioned, I'm going to Denver in October to go see Star Set. I had to go to Sioux Falls for concerts. My mom is actually going to see the Rolling Stones this weekend, so. Oh, and we got to nice. drive six hours to go do that. That's not as fun, but that's sounds about right. Yep. So I just caught myself. One of the things I wanted to talk about is we don't we don't reference distance in miles or distance. It's it's in hours. Like it's in a it's a time frame. But it's, it's either that measuring a location. It's either that or there's a couple other ones I have on mine. Is you'll say, oh, it's just down the road a ways. A ways. Yep. Down the road a ways. And that's just, you know, not that far away. You know, that's what we could say, but no, just down the road a ways. The thing about down the road a ways is like anywhere from 100 feet to 100 miles. Yep. And then this one's this one's one of my personal favorites, and I'll tell you a little story with it. Uh, over yonder is one of my favorite, which that can mean like just right over there, like really close, or over yonder can mean like like also a considerable distance. <laughs> and so when I was deployed, uh, I was deployed with some guys from Guam, and. Uh, one of the uh one of the other guys i worked with is uh a rancher and he was like he'd say stuff like yeah go get that uh wrench from over yonder and they didn't really know what yonder was and so they learned this brand new word and we ended up getting some cowboy hard hats to wear or they they did anyway and so they walk around their cowboy Hard hats, just like, hey, Heggy, have a yonder day. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was amazing. Love those guys. That's great. Good people, good people. But another one, I almost said it was, uh, that was, it's been a hot minute since I ever talked to him. And Hot hot minute, that's. It's just where you're like, yeah, it's it's been a little while, you know. So it's been a hot minute. And Definitely, then, uh, I I say that. Yeah, it's it's pretty popular in our vernacular here. Kind of like uh, go ahead. Sorry, I mean interrupt. No, you're good. Kind of like what? Uh, casserole is it not called a casserole? It's a hot dish. Yeah. I think it just all depends on what what it is, like what casserole it is. You know what I mean? Green bean hot dish. 
Yeah, see, no, that I'm one's still a casserole for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's dying out. What? Yeah, okay, what does goulash mean to you? Goulash is just pretty much anything. You're going to get, like, you're going to get some corn, you're going to get some tomatoes, you're going to get some, like, either rice or pasta in there. Like, generally, I've always had my goulash with, like, the elbow macaroni. And yeah. you get some, like, ground beef in there. You'll get some, like, green beans. You get all sorts of good stuff. So it's just like a an everything mixture. Is that what you call goulash then? Yep. So my goulash is like literally spaghetti, but you mix it with elbow noodles. Mm, That's the so like so you make like so instead of it being spaghetti sauce on top of spaghetti noodles, it's spaghetti sauce mixed with elbow macaroni. Now it's goulash. It tastes exactly the same. There's literally no different. It just looks different. Goulash. Hmm. That's not bad. I don't All know. right. Well, I got to, a bad everyone take. that's listening, come send your goulash recipes so we can see if it's more Taylor style or my style. No, I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> send me your goulash recipe. Let's go. I don't cook like I used to, but I wouldn't mind. I'm trying to get we'll back do into a, it. We'll do a cook off, goulash cook off. Oh, you don't stand a chance. I don't know, man. Even if I did your I'm, spaghetti way, I make a great spaghetti sauce. So, all right, since we're on spaghetti, <laughs> everybody knows that there's somebody out there that's got a weird food preference, right? Yep. Do you have one, or do you want to hear mine first? I'm gonna need to hear yours, so just so I know what you're talking about. I put soy sauce on my spaghetti. What? Yeah. All right. That's sacrilegious, really, is what it, it is. It is amazing. That's that's like putting ketchup on steak, man. Why would you do that? Soy sauce is liquid salt, all right? Don't knock yeah. it until you try it. It's also got its own distinct other flavor that... Oh, oh no, dude, it, it, can't be, it can't be like teriyaki soy yeah. sauce. It's literally plain soy sauce. Like Kikoman's soy sauce. No, get Le Choy. Um, First of all, you have terrible taste in soy sauce. But second of all, if you're putting soy sauce on your spaghetti, I'm definitely winning this goulash cook-off. I'll tell you that right now. You're going down. (laughs) Soy sauce on spaghetti is elite. Oh, dude. You got you got to tell me that you're just joking on this. I'm not. I am dead ass serious. Dead ass. Oh, that's another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, dead ass. No, I'm serious. Soy sauce on spaghetti is my thing. Do you put Dude. mushrooms in your spaghetti? Of course. I'm not an yeah. animal. <laughs> you put mushrooms in your spaghetti, but you hate soy sauce. Right. Well, no, I love soy sauce. I just don't put it in spaghetti. Put it on your spaghetti. You're going to love it. Dude, that's crazy. You're going to love it even more. Promise. And a glass of milk. Soy sauce, spaghetti, glass of milk. Glass of milk? What? A glass of milk with spaghetti is elite. No. (laughs) No, it's not. Are you kidding (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's no, that's ridiculous. It's not. <laughs> it's not ridiculous. Can't drink like wine or water or something like normal. 
Not milk. <laughs> if you go eat spaghetti at a restaurant, do you order a glass of milk with it? I don't eat spaghetti at a restaurant because I make better spaghetti at home. I mean, touche, but like, you know, I might, I might, I usually drink beer at a restaurant, so. All right. That's fair enough. Even that'd be better than having milk with it. Oh my gosh. All right. I got a phone to pick. (laughs) This feels like this time you just got done attacking me with soy sauce. How can you say? That folding laundry is the best chore. All right. First, I want to make the thing and make it known that I consider it the best indoor chore because obviously mowing the lawn's a lot better than folding laundry. Okay. Easily. Okay. There. But out of the inside chores, it goes folding laundry, vacuuming. And then, like, sweeping and mopping. Like, top three. Easily. Vacuuming is vacuuming and sweeping are both higher than folding laundry. Dishes is higher than folding laundry. Dude, doing the dishes, just, no. No, what you do is you take your phone, you put it on Netflix, you put on an episode of Breaking Bad, you put it in the windowsill, and you start scrubbing dishes. Easy peasy while you're watching... Walter White kills some people. Yeah, you could do that when you fold laundry. <laughs> no, because when you fold laundry, you're so pissed off that you can't figure out how to fold a fitted sheet that you don't want to do anything other than get mad. Listen, nobody knows how to fold a fitted sheet. You just, like, roll it. It doesn't matter. Folding laundry sucks, and it takes forever. Dude, I got to teach you how to fold the towel because that's, like, the best part of laundry. I can fold the towel. I can fold a towel. No, I can't say this on air because it's like way, way not PC. But I've got the best way to fold a towel. Oh, uh, I, I still it's it's great. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell right you right out of the dryer too. Later. I bet right out of the dryer too. Right. It doesn't have to be right out of the dryer. It could be any any like time that you have to fold the towel. It's All perfect. Right, I do it every I'm time. I'm ready for it. So. All right. Well, uh, now we got, we each got two shitty takes out of the way. You got any other shitty wait, takes or try to shoot on me on, anymore? Hold on. What was my, what was my shitty take? That folding laundry is the best chore. It's a shitty take. That's. That, nah, that's a great take. It is far worse than putting soy, soy sauce on spaghetti. That's. I can't. No, no way. All right. Whatever. Whatever. All right. How would you rank the outdoor chores, though? Oh, mowing lawn. Mowing the mowing the yard is one. Okay. Uh, Okay. Mowing the yard is one during the summer. Shoveling snow is number number one during the winter. Because running a snowblower is legit. So for all you people that don't get snow, snowblowers are awesome. Greatest invention ever. At the same time, fuck you for not having snow. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, mean, uh, I think I got <laughs> 30 inches on like May 17th. That's too late in the year. 
Uh, Although it did snow in 4th of July, Montana. Yep. It sure did. A lot of fireworks show got canceled because the snow was flowing too hard. You couldn't see the fireworks. Yeah. That's like that's like the best holiday too, so it's like a double whammy. Are you serious right now? Dead serious. How can you say that Fourth of July is better than Thanksgiving? Because I'm an American. I'm an American too. Thanksgiving is the most American thing ever. Um, we kicked a bunch of I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you? Do you not know what the Fourth of July is? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's when we declared independence from it's America Britain. Day. It's, it's America Day. What's more American than Thanksgiving? The fucking Fourth of July. You're blowing How? stuff up. You're getting drunk. You're celebrating our freedom. There's American flags everywhere. We're, we're celebrating. We're celebrating Everywhere. freedom. Everywhere. There's the parades. On Thanksgiving, we celebrate in red, white, and blue land. bikinis. On Thanksgiving, we celebrate stealing land, and we're fat asses, and we watch football. That is American as hell. Yeah. And baseball is also American. And that's a 4th of July thing. Oh, Check, okay. mate, baseball coach. Check, mate. Oh, you're a football coach, though. So I'm going to say checkmate to you. It's a check, tie, whatever that is when you lose. Both lose. A draw? Unless you're cheating. Are you cheating like Vero? No. Of course okay. not. I'm no Tom Brady. Ooh. Do you play cornhole on 4th of July? Dude, cornhole, stomp, beersby, beer darts. Actually, Air ball? what was that? Ladder ball. Ladder golf, yeah. Yeah, what about uh, I have available? Spike you play ball. Beer can basketball? I've not played beer can basketball. Beer can basketball is the best. So what you do is you set up a five gallon bucket somewhere in the yard. Sure. Or wherever. It can be in your garage. You can do it inside. Doesn't matter. But when you drink a beer, and you have to obviously you have to drink cans, beer can basketball. You finish right. drinking your beer. You smash your beer can down, right? So let's say everybody, there's five of us, right? There's five of us. We all drink a beer. We finish our beer. We smash all our cans. Everybody puts a dollar into the pot. If you can shoot your beer can from where you finish your beer and hit the five-gallon bucket, you win the pot. So, like, if everybody makes it, everybody gets their dollar back. If one person makes it, they get five bucks. If two people make it, they split it, 250 each. Fair enough. Beer can basketball is legit. That's not bad. Um, except usually my 4th of July, I will make a very strong mixed drink in a five-gallon, like, cooler. <laughs> like in one of those Gatorade coolers. Now, this is the recipe for Haggy Punch. You ready for this? I'm ready for Haggy Punch. All right. You get a bottle of mango rum, a bottle of coconut rum, a bottle of black cherry rum, uh, a bot- two more bottles of any flavored rum, and then a big bottle of Bacardi, right? Six and bottles. Six bottles of rum. Dude, that's then, like a hundred bucks. Uh, no, nah, it's more like it's more like 50, 60, 70. But then you go to the to Walmart if you have Walmarts that are allowed to sell liquor. Which, if you're in a dry city, like Matt said, what 
What the heck? Uh, Wait, what the I thought Prohibition was over. That is bullshit. Sidetrack. Yep. South Dakota, um, like in the in the Midwest, like you can drink anywhere. Pretty much. Like if you're if you get caught drinking like as an open container like out on Main Street or whatever, the cops will be like, "Hey, you should finish that," and then you drink it and then you leave. Yep. Or at the very at the very least, they'll make you throw it away. Like that's just if the cops being the yeah. Or you just like step step into your front yard and just keep drinking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but then, so anyways, back on topic, Haggy Punch. Yeah, six six bottles of rum. You get the giant bottle of the strawberry mango moscato from arbor mist pour that in there then you take the uh the country time pink lemonade like powder and use most of it you save about two quarts worth in the lid put the rest in there stir it up top it off with water stir it up again and let me tell you it is potent, but you don't taste any of it. And it is delicious. What the hell did you have to do to figure this out? Um, I just did it one time. Just entirely just like, what would happen if I did this? Did that. And I was rolling around in my backyard. And my roommate closed this, the glass door, which... Like had been open this whole time, and it was dusk and getting dark out because we're like, we're like, hey, all right, time to watch a movie until the fireworks start. And I walked straight into the screen door or in the glass door. Did I you break it? Fa- nope, but I, I thought I broke my nose the next morning when I woke up. Didn't really feel it that night. Uh, I left a big face print on my door that stayed up for a couple months, and yeah, rightfully so. I was harassed by my roommate for a little bit. That sounds Great amazing. Times. It was fantastic. I'm so impressed. I'm trying to think of like a very cool drinking stories. And the only one I can think of is I literally just stayed up all night with my uncle and his friends. Um, probably when I was like 21. Oh, uh, no, I was probably 23, maybe. I don't know. But we were drinking beer. And I remember drinking a beer as the sun was coming up. And I thought it was so funny. I fell down into his egress window into his basement and I couldn't get out. <laughs> That's awesome. But also not awesome. But no, it didn't feel good. But I'm sure it was hilarious. Not for me, but for them. Right. You yeah. Get not, stories not like much. that on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what? Nope. Checkmate. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. We <laughs> uh. need to move on. This is bullshit. <laughs> Uh, oh, speaking you're of not bullshit. as Midwestern as me. Speaking of bullshit, <laughs> you're right. I'm just regular Western. <laughs> Pacific but, Northwest. Shit. You know, I actually I looked it up actually, and I was even wrong there. Uh, according to the Census Bureau, we are in the the Mountain Division of the West. The mountain division of the West is Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Idaho, Utah, Arizona, Nevada. And then the Pacific division of the West is Washington, Oregon, and California, and Alaska and Hawaii. What the? Okay. Whatever. And the Midwest is 
the Dakotas, Nebraska, Kansas, Minnesota, Iowa, Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana, Wisconsin, and Michigan, and Ohio. The hell? How is Cleveland, Ohio in the Midwest? I don't know, but it makes sense. No, whatever. But in the same thing, like it's not even west. Ohio Delaware is, is part of the south in the Census Bureau. But they're in the South Atlantic division. Alright, I'm mad now. <laughs> so Belfouche, Belfouche, South Dakota is considered the center of the nation. And Belfouche is eight miles west or sorry, eight miles east of Wyoming. So how can the Midwest be all the way east of the middle of the country? I don't know. Should just be but. called the middle. We can yeah, we have to rename we have to rename our podcast. We can no longer be Midwestern Fins. We're the Middle Fins. <laughs> the Middle Fins. Uh, I'll just stick with West. Oh, you're the Middle, and I'm the West. Midwestern. Uh-huh. All right, all right. There we go. Okay. We keep the podcast. Yeah, Midwestern fins. Okay. Well, I guess maybe we should move on to talking about the dolphins. Uh, just one moment. I just wanted to finish up my last saying that I had that I, I almost said. Oh, God. Um, it's shitty, isn't it? It's you're so full of shit that your eyes turn brown. Yeah, that's me. I that know. is a great way or a great thing to tell someone that you're mad at. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's, I want to start seeing that one on Twitter. If you guys that are happen to be listening, uh, if you can, you know, text that to your favorite beat writer. Uh, I don't know which one you want to do it to. Um, I'm sure if you, I know a few of you guys is actually, but pro football inches. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I won't tweet it at those guys. Maybe just, maybe just one of them. We'll see. Yeah, I won't say who, though. All right, we'll get a surprise. Yeah. Well, since you're not in the Midwest, do you get tornado warnings? In Montana, not very often. And I've always wanted to see a tornado. And I actually left my town one day, right? I was like about an hour out. And my, and my friend is like, hey, like, there's a tornado downtown. I'm like, long string of expletives and that's probably just because i watched twister too much as a kid i even had at one point yeah it was it was one of my favorite movies growing up but i'll find you guys some sweet tornado footage and i'll tweet it out from the midwestern fins yeah that's our new twitter account by the way if anyone hasn't known that yet at midwestern fins that's right follow us but you're right we should uh we should move on to the dolphins this is also, Dolphins podcast and all. A little uh, bit. Just a skosh. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. That I'm like, was just an accident, too. I'm, like, <laughs> half embarrassed. I'm proud to be Midwestern, but this has been bad for me today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> embarrassing, Taylor. That's my new hobby. You know, I prob- today probably still won't be as bad as Kenny Stills' day was today. And he didn't even do that much. You know what? I'm on Kenny's side. 
I think and... I am too. You know what? I know I am. Because I've always been a fan of Kenny Stills. We've talked about this before. Previous mm-hmm. podcasts. Tone helped us out. Nobody on the Miami Dolphins organization does more for the community around South Beach and Miami than Kenny Stills. And even if, like, I, I don't always, I got to phrase this the proper way. Um, shoot. Give me a second. You, you talk for a little okay, while I'll, while I. So, <laughs> I get it. You know, uh, we kind of talked about Kenny Stills and Jarvis Landry before. I have been a fan of Kenny Stills. I understand that Jarvis Landry is a better wide receiver than that. But to say that Kenny Stills is not a good wide receiver all of a sudden because of something he said is going off of his character rather than his ability. As Miami Dolphins fans, we have to stop doing that. You guys want a good winning team? Let the good players play the game. Who gives Agreed. a shit about their personality? That's the reason why half people hated Jarvis Landry. They didn't give a shit about his production. Catching 100 balls a year is a phenomenal feat. It doesn't matter how many yards you have. That is hard to do. First three years, he had the most catches in league history. And he had broken that record by like week 14. But or something. people didn't. Yeah, exactly. He was great. But people didn't like him because of his personality. So now, for some reason, these people, this, you know, maybe even the same people, are doing the exact same thing about Kenny Stills. It doesn't matter. Kenny Stills caught six touchdowns last year with Brock Osweiler and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, right? You yeah. guys all said the reason why Jarvis Landry didn't have better things was because of Ryan Tannehill. So the same thing should apply for Kenny Stills, right? Theoretically, theoretically, it should. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter, though. It doesn't matter. Kenny Stills is a top-notch human being, and people are shitting on him because he disagreed with their point of view. Yeah, and... he can have his opinion the same way that you can have yours and I can have mine, but that doesn't and... change the fact that he can do his job good. Exactly. And then also people were getting on him like, oh, he, he kneels during the national anthem. Like, who who cares? Like, that doesn't affect you. That doesn't even affect me in my position. Right. He's just using his rights, which I applaud him for. I'm one of the few people that will say that I feel like. In in my position, I'm and that's just my opinion, by the way, I just got to throw that out. Um, so. Like, he said something that he disagrees with about the owner. Like, like it's good that he can express things like this. Be able to say, hey, like, I think, like, what you're doing, in my mind, is a step back because of all the good you do with Rise. So, like, what's the deal? And there might be more to it. Like, politics is very influential and, like... It's about who you know, where you get your money from, et cetera, right? That kind of drives some of your policy. Hate to say it, but that's how it seems to go nowadays. And I know Trump, like, has his own, like, fortune, billions of dollars, whatever. And he, like, ran it off his own campaign, like, last time. But, like, maybe this is a way for him to get, for Ross to be like, hey, you know, throwing his fundraiser, like, 
maybe you could tone it down with some of this stuff, like, because it's causing this, it, like, might, and who knows what, like, Ross's endgame is with it. Maybe it's just like, hey, I support him. Like, that's, that's, he has his right to do that, but maybe he could use it, like, as a, like, as a little thing to be able, platform to be able to go, hey, like, like, we're, there's a lot of miscommunication with this stuff, and, like, people see as a racist and all this stuff, and, we should definitely tone that down a little bit. Like, but he might not get the access to do that without even throwing him the fundraiser. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I agree with you. And uh, the side note, uh, a second thing, secondary thing with this is some people were talking about now Stephen Ross all of a sudden has to sell the team. Yeah. He's, uh, doing, no. what, he's doing what we wanted him to do. Finally, people aren't going to be good at their jobs right away. I mean, we expect rookies to succeed, but if some if a rookie doesn't succeed, everybody's like, oh, well, let's give him another year, right? I mean, people are willing to give Ryan Tannehill seven years, blah, blah, blah. Either way, Steven Ross is doing the things that we wanted him to do as fans, right, for the team. I saw that yeah. people were giving up their season tickets because of it. You're still a fan of the Miami Dolphins. Don't let a political guideline guide you as a fandom. That's... Yeah, it's the stupidest thing ever. It's like it, not. It's I. I pay attention to football because I love the game of football. I pay attention right. to the Miami Dolphins because I'm a fan of the Miami Dolphins. I don't care who the owner is, but I'm going to respect him because that's his job. I can disagree with what the owner does as a fan because I expect them to win. I've been supporting them my whole life, and they haven't been doing much to bring me back. But here we are, right? We have collateral to trade up in next year's draft. We have a bunch of exciting rookies. We have a young team. We've got we got building blocks with Laramie Tunsil. We got Minka Fitzpatrick. We got Xavier Howard. We locked up a player of our own. We hired a coach Finally. that we're excited for. We have a fullback on the roster again. Yeah. So this season is going to be different than any other season that I've been a fan of the Miami Dolphins because we're seeing things that we haven't been for. And it's because Stephen Ross allowed those things to happen. Yeah. So to, for people to say that he needs to sell the team is just outrageous. Exactly. And then there's also stuff like he, like, pocket, like out of his pocket, like, funded the stadium rebuild. And even when it was behind schedule, he's like, all right, we're going to have our guys go 24-7 to get this thing done, which obviously is going to up the cost. I don't like if you don't – if you guys aren't familiar with construction – like put it on the timetable like that you're gonna get you're getting overtime you're paying for like double the crew size you're like and in order to keep the same quality and reduce the timeline like the scope of work like you're you have to up the money it's just it's just how it goes and for and to sell the team just because he's like Oh, he's, he supports one candidate. He, you don't know like entirely like what the whole story is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, if the wealthy are getting tax cuts, why wouldn't you support the guy that's got your back over, in that sense, over the guy that, like Bernie Sanders, who wants to raise your taxes by millions and millions of dollars? Like, that's absurd to just be like, yeah, like billionaires are billionaires for a reason 
you know? I feel like I feel like we're gonna make a lot of people mad. I mean, not a lot. We only have three listeners uh, out, so right. I feel like we're gonna make some mad. But all right, let's let's but it get had back to be on the said track. by something. It had to be said no. by somebody. I feel like that conversation was really good, and I'm not gonna stray away from that. I thought everything we said was honest and truthful, and um, it's nice to be able to give opinions. That's that's how we're. That's how America's designed, right? Yep, and we're not a politics podcast. And we are kind of like a, hey, no politics at the separate table type podcast. But sometimes something's got to be said. So don't expect a lot of that from us in the future. But again, like Taylor said, it's just got to be said. Yeah. So let's let's go back to some opinions about the Miami Dolphins, right? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. People are pissed off or celebrating, right? We're split. The Miami Dolphins Twitter, whatever. It's going to be 50-50 on something every single year. Last yep. year, half the people hated Tannehill. The other half loved him. Two years ago, half the people loved Jarvis Landry. The other half hated him, right? So yep. this year, people are arguing about Josh Rosen and Ryan Fitzpatrick. The yep. Hebrew Hammer is here to fuck. People are mad that he is not the starter tomorrow night. Why? He's going to play one drive if he's the starter. You want him to succeed, you put him as a backup so we can play the half the game. It's dumb. Don't pay attention to first week depth chart. Give him the whole preseason. Let him be a backup all season. Let Ryan Fitzpatrick play one series a game. He doesn't need Ryan Fitz Ryan Fitzpatrick does not need preseason experience. No. Josh He's Rosen been here does. For Fifteen years. There's a reason why Josh Rosen is number two on the depth chart. And I trust that so, Ryan Flores is thinking the same way I am to give him game time experience with the wide receivers that he's going to play with. Just show, just show us what he's got. You know, you're going to see him hook it up with Preston Williams a lot because they're they're buddies back in the in the day apparently. And there's going to be a lot of podcasts that are be like, "Oh, we were talking about Preston Williams ever since we signed him because he's awesome and we got it first. And you know what, like. Everyone needs to chill out. Like things happen. Some other receiver might flash. It's cool your yeah, It doesn't, it doesn't gave, matter. If we keep him and if he turns out to be a stud, then great. But like everyone just needs to calm down a little bit. Like he, he might be making great like catches in camp, but he's also going up against our like not first team wide receivers and stuff or corners. I mean, so right. we haven't seen him like going toe to toe with Howard a lot. You know what I mean? It probably hasn't happened at all yet, to be honest. Probably not. I mean, maybe, but who knows? And then that's like when he's and he said and Xavier Howard did say like, oh, he's he's special. But like, I mean, people, players hype up other players all the time. So it's yeah, not anything new. Things. Heck, yeah. I'm like if great. Preston Williams probably heard that X said that he's something special and he probably was like, yeah, yeah, heck, yeah. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad X has my back, you know? And Definitely got some sweat. Oh, yeah. And hopefully that helps him keep improving on that level. And I'm not saying I don't want the guy to succeed. Of course I want the guy to succeed. I want everyone on the team to succeed. But in order for that to happen, like, we got to not set too high expectations or he's going to turn into a Devontae Parker and everyone's going to hate him because, like, he's not – exactly what we wanted him to be or hoped for him to be because we set that expectation too high which really goes back to our core 
principle on Midwestern fans on set your expectations low. Zero expectations, gang, gang. Let's go. Yes. Zero. Zilch. For, for goodness Watch sake. Game. Watch the team. Watch the players. Support the team. Support the game. Support the players. Be okay with the results. And be ready for something to happen. But don't expect it to happen. If you expect the Dolphins to win games and they don't, you're going to ruin your life. If you expect the Dolphins to lose games and they do, good. Good on you. It's basically when you have these expectations that the Dolphins are going to do great. You're just assuming stuff. And you know what happens when you assume. Yeah, you make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. All right. So tomorrow night, Falcons come into Miami Dolphins to play at this Hard Rock Stadium that Stephen Ross so thankfully paid for and built for all the Dolphins fans. What do you think is going to happen? Is there anything that you are looking for or hoping to see? I'm hoping to see some semblance of a pass rush. I'm looking at uh, like Rosen, hopefully making some great throws that will get him some more practice with the ones in camp and just practice in general. I don't know if training camp like officially broke yet. And I am expecting quite a lot of sacks, honestly, from our offensive line and our second team. I think that's, a piece we're going to be building over the next few years. Uh, of course, we have Tunsil. He's solid. He's a rock. Hopefully, he gets an extension He's real the soon. Best, best left tackle in the game. Disagree with me. I, at the very least, he's top five, in my opinion. And I of would, course, we're I would biased, say but... I would say bottom top three would be the lowest. Fair enough. And There's no way he's not top three to me. Fair enough. But, so you said you said second team offensive line, right? But first team offensive line right now, I actually feel okay about Laramie Tunsil left tackle. We just said top three player in this position. Right. Left, left guard, a position that has gone through some shit, right? We had Cognito there. He tried to, he's crazy, man. He was great, but we didn't need Rich Hancock. We've had Laramie Tunsil played there when Brandon Elber was on the team. Probably the best one we've had in a while. We've had Billy Turnstile. We've had Dallas Thomas. We've had Jameel Douglas there. Oh, no. We've had, we drafted Isaac Asiata to play there, and he's like, man, I fell anymore. Yeah, I was hoping for He'd do I don't even remember what we had last year. I don't even remember. We had uh, we picked up a good uh, oh. free agent who's older. Who was the guy that blocked the my miracle in Miami? Ted Turner. Oh, Ted. Ted. Yeah. Ted Larson. Yeah, that he was a right guard, but oh, still, okay. he was he was okay. But I was thinking of uh, actually maybe he did move over to left guard, but. We had the one guy who was doing great, and he got injured after the first game. No, that's Daniel Kilgore. No, oh, Kilgore's no. the center. Wait, wait, wait. And we got him we, back. We took, uh, who was the guy from the Packers? Yeah. TJ okay. Lang. It was on TJ Lang. He still plays over there, I think. 
um, oh, from the Bears. Like he went to the Packers and then he played for the Bears. Right. And whatever. Either way, he got hurt. So this year we got Michael Dieter there, a rookie left guard from Wisconsin, Midwestern guy. Yeah. He's a big, strong dude, drafted in a position that I think suits where he's at. And I'm excited that he's running with the ones already. And that was something that Matt brought up last week on our podcast was that Coach Googe, so cool story, Brian Flores calls Coach Coach Googe. We call him Coach Goo, so shout out to Mr. Strong Style on hooking us up with the nickname, and we are real close. Yeah. That well, was... That was great. That was a great guess. Yeah, spot on. We're not afraid to say that we guess things, by the way. Yeah, we're guessers here. But another injury that we didn't have last year's center, so Daniel Kilgore coming in at center. Jesse Davis moving to right guard from right tackle to a natural position. He's a bigger dude, so it makes sense for him to play right guard. He's experienced. He's been starting for the Dolphins already. I think that's a good move. And then we took yeah. a right tackle from the Bills, Jordan Mills, to come play in. So as far as offensive line goes and with Coach Gooch, you know, coaching him up, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with it. I think this first string offensive line is gonna do some things, assuming that they don't make any injuries. Now I don't want to assume anything and one of them's gonna get hurt, guaranteed. But and I'm that's, okay that. and that's why I'm scared about the second team is I know that at least one is going to get hurt. And Josh Sitton is the guy that we were thinking of. Oh, man, I can't believe we didn't know that. I yeah, well, like I mean, he only played one game for us, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what am I expecting next tonight or tomorrow night? Uh, I am excited to see the lower wide receivers that we have on the team. So we know that Albert Wilson's guaranteed to play. We know that Jakeem Grant's pretty likely. He's the kick returner right now. We just locked up Devon Parker to play another two seasons with us. Yeah, And then Kenny Stills is still on our contract, assuming that something dumb doesn't happen. If, if for some reason Kenny Stills gets traded or released after what he said, that's just going to look really, really bad on the Miami Dolphins organization. Absolutely. Because, and I'm yeah. rioting on Twitter. First Landry so, and now Stills, I would be indignant. Would be yeah, especially if we're given a contract to Devontae Parker, right? Of the three, we're going to give a contract to Devontae Parker, but not the other two. That's pretty, right. pretty dumb. But indignant I'm really looking. the right word, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Isaiah Ford playing. I've been yeah. on, I, I, I've been a fan of his for a while. I'm excited that we brought Alan Hearns in. Alan yeah. Hearns is a thousand wide receiver, and people yeah. are low on him. To say that he was misutilized in Dallas is a is a very understatement. I mean, they Which, brought in Amari, they brought in Amari Cooper, and they just forgot all about Alan Hearns, and then they did him dirty, really yeah. dirty. So I think he's got something to prove. I think he's happy to be back in Florida. So I would not be surprised if Alan Hearns is the fifth wide receiver on the team. I wouldn't be surprised either. And honestly, I if there's probably not going to be any Cowboys fans to listen, but you guys got to get Jason Garrett out of there. I think he's holding the Cowboys back. Yeah, absolutely. 
He's the Adam Gase of the NFC. Oh, 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 oh my God. That's oh, right. That's great. I said it. No, that's good. Uh, another thing on offense I'm excited to see is a fullback, an eye formation, a power formation, oh. a pro formation. I'm banging under myself cent- right now. Under center, lead blocking with guys that can make a one cut. Oh, my stars. It's going to be great. Chandler Cox is going to penetrate some holes, and he's going to plow some bitches. And I'm excited yeah. for it. And then yes, I guess yeah. the the one thing that I want to see on defense, and I really don't think that we're going to see it tomorrow. Um, we probably won't see it really that much this preseason. But we've talked about this before. Minka Fitzpatrick, as of right now, is on the depth chart as a second-string safety behind Bobby McCain. Now, that's fine. Bobby McCain moving to free safety, I think that's a good decision. I don't, think the, guy has, I don't think the guy has the same technique. I mean, he's a good nickel corner. Don't get me wrong. I think he can play on the outside, but I think free safety is a good spot for Bobby McCain. But with Minka so Fitzpatrick, too. with Minka Fitzpatrick being second-string, that means that Brian Flores as in plan for Minka Fitzpatrick to play every snap. I honestly believe that he is going to be the second string corner opposite of Xavier Howard. I really think so. And if they go to nickel package, Minka is just going to bump inside and Eric Rowe will take the outside guy. I genuinely believe that's going to be the way it goes. It would make so much sense for me to have Minka Fitzpatrick play there. It would be hard for me to believe that he doesn't play 100% of snaps this year. I'd love to see him as like on this in the slot with Rowe and then uh, Xavier on the other side, uh, Bobby McCain up and then Rashad Jones, and then maybe even throw in TJ McDonald as like a nickel linebacker at some point. Jerome McBaker and TJ McDonald in the middle. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds amazing. Yeah. I think What do you think about what do you think about Tank Carradine coming over? Um, he's had some good moments in his career. Uh we needed a pass rush. I think he might be able to help with it a little bit. Um I really am hoping Charles Harris turns the corner though, becomes a premier pass rusher, at least at least like maybe a ten sack a year type guy. You know, I'm gonna say I think his ceiling is probably eight. I think his ceiling eight—it's a reach. If we get eight sacks out of him a year, I'd be happy with that too. Um, he, a lot of people didn't really notice this, but last year in the running game, he actually improved quite a bit, and like he might have made some blunders in camp this year, but he—he he actually was setting the edge. A decent amount and i think i saw i saw improvement is what i'm saying so no i think that's good and that's what we wanted and um we finally have a coach that's willing to pay attention to the defense we have coaches that want to play bump and run man coverage we have guys that are playing on the line of scrimmage with the with the breakaway zone defense rather than just lining up in the zone they're going to play that's going to be great um I don't know how much long coverage. I got I got one more troll move applaud to Brian Flores. 
Go for Are it. You ready? When he set out the, the depth chart that everybody's freaking out about, he said the Dolphins were going to line up in a 4-3. Oh, and if that's nice. not the biggest troll move base concept, I love mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins line up in base 4-3 less than 10% of the time. I fully expect 3-4 nickel and dime defenses to be the prime ones. And they very well could be. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. I could see a hybrid defense. Just a lot of packages. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even worried what style of defense they run. We're not that type of podcast. We'll leave that stuff to the to the smart to the people like Travis Wingfield, PFN, Travis, Finsiders. Yeah, those guys too. Yeah, they can they can talk about all that. Yeah, we're we're conceptual, not detailed or big picture, rather. Right. How all you right. feeling? How you feeling right now? I'm feeling good. Or Matt will probably be like, dude, you're so depressed. (laughs) Yeah, quit talking so monotone, man. I'm supposed to be the depressed one here. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) No, that's good. I think we got a lot of room to grow. You know what? Thanks to everybody that made it this far. Uh, Thank you guys for supporting Midwestern Fins through five episodes. I think that this has been something that Haggy and I have really enjoyed doing. And it's been something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So I appreciate you, Haggy, giving me the opportunity to do something like this. And I'm glad we're pulling it together. Heck yeah. Thank you guys. We love you guys. Um, yeah, that was that was totally a joke when I, <laughs> when I started it. But heck yeah. I'm glad we actually turned it into something. So with that, oh. let's cue up the banjo music and boogie out. Yeah, one more thing. Just remember our charity of this week, St. Jude's Children's Hospital. You can find them at stjude.org. Please at least visit them. Read up on them. See all the amazing things that St. Jude's Children's Hospital has done. It is so remarkable, the decrease in cancer deaths and childhood deaths that they have prevented and built towards. All of their research is patent-free. They give it away to everybody. They just want to help kids. And if you don't want to help kids, you are a piece of shit. Sorry for the language, but end it out on that. All right. Strong words from a strong man. All right. See you guys next week. Peace out, everybody. Man, we have such good theme music.